Welcome to Sat for Radical Wisdom. In this episode, Anand continues his conversation with the co-host of the spiritual podcast 1111 and presenter of Tour of Beauty, Rachel Hunter, as they discuss the power of the energy found in the internal embrace of Shakti and Shiva. The word Shakti, I mean, it has definitely a vibration and a frequency that's quite powerful. And we're also going to talk about Shiva too. But as far as Shakti and, and, and women kind of marching to this with a really kind of powerful, almost masculine energy to it. You see... It's, it's aggressive. Words can be misleading sometimes. So like energy is energy. Yes? Masculine and feminine energy is our understanding of energy. Labels we put on energy. Yes? So first of all, when we are speaking of Shakti, I think what is important for us from the... as far as we are concerned, primary meaning of Shakti is the vibratory aspect of consciousness of chitta, that pure void, that infinite field of silence which pervades all dimensions, subtler than space and time, from where all subatomic particles spontaneously vibrate into existence. Where does that dimension exist? It exists nowhere. Nowhere meaning what? Everywhere. So that is Shiva, the eternal infinite field of silence that supreme being, yes, the great master, formless, timeless, that is at the base of who we are. This formless, timeless dimension of consciousness cannot not create. It does not have a thought, oh, today is Monday. I'm going to create for five days and then I'm going to have a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> she should have a day off. Yes, so, there is, <laughs> so there is this reverberation of consciousness. This vibrating aspect of consciousness is what we call Shakti, primordial Shakti. The great goddess energy is that. Shiva and Shakti, they cannot exist without each other. The Shakti and Shiva are in eternal embrace. That is the Shiva Lingam. The Yoni holds the Lingam and the Lingam holds the Yoni. So that stillness holds the dynamism and dynamism holds the stillness. This vibration of consciousness which births everything into existence, that's the cosmic mother. Yes, this vibrating expression of consciousness is what creates space-time, universes upon universes. Everything that we see and perceive is a dance of energy, dance of Shakti. So everything is Shakti. Yes, this primordial, supreme energy. Every individual who expresses, has that energy within them and also that has the infinite potential of that energy because at the base of this, every form is that formless infinite field mm. of pure consciousness and Shakti. Boundaries that we perceive are only on a five sensory level. So on that level of external most layer, purely on a five sensory perception of our genitalia, 
we are men or women. Even when we study the brains, really study the neural scans, no individual has a fully masculine brain or a feminine brain. Yes? Mm. Every body has a feminine masculine brain mixture. We everybody gains most of their chromosomes from the mother and very little from the uh, father. So on that level from the yogic perspective whether you are with a masculine genitalia or a feminine genitalia you are more woman than a man. Yes. Now on the subtler level we are neither men nor women. Only on the grosser level we are playing these roles and they have relevance within a certain parameter. Mm. But we start to identify with these roles, these binary sexual identities, mm. they are cages. There is a fact that in our times right now there is an imbalance and that imbalance is on the level of consciousness. Imbalanced consciousness expresses imbalanced energy. Yes, so the Shakti Women or men, both have to, as we reach in our own integrated state, we find that supreme empowerment inside. And the feminine includes the masculine and the masculine includes the feminine. Shiva and Shakti. You are Shiva, you are Shakti. I am Shiva, I am Shakti. Ardhanareshwara. That is very important for us to realize. This whole idea of sexual politics and creating this split between the sexes and genders it's very dangerous yeah because that shuts down the gates of conversation it is not men against women women are mighty powerful they give birth to all men yes she is the creative force through her body everything is born without a woman what is there nothing is there within the woman's body yes from the woman's body comes mm all men and all women right she carries the man so she has that i her she's working and realizes the power that she has she doesn't have to fight for it no. she has it and this whole confusion you see there are imbalanced souls and they can be expressing themselves through with a masculine genitalia or a feminine genitalia on a fundamental level the distinction of sex is on the level of genitalia do you understand me? Yeah. When you go deep within yourself, when you experience, let's say, for example, love, deep love, whether you're a man or a woman, as a man, you don't feel, oh, I am more woman. Yeah. When a woman, as a woman, when you feel that incredible power of your own true nature inside of you, you don't say, oh, I feel like a man. No, you feel more complete. Yeah. As a man, when you, you get moved by grace, that deep grace, you know, you get deep, touch and you really revel in that softness of yourself if you don't go into the judgment of your conditioning mm. you don't feel like oh I'm more woman no you feel more whole you get in touch with that that wholeness has to bring in the masculine and feminine together so this imbalanced individuals there is definite fact that there is more masculine bodies who are in positions of power globally they are a lot of that because we are living in a time where the collective is in an imbalanced state. Right. So naturally, where this perversion of identity is there, there is perversion of power. Right. When this perverted identity gains 
power, it expresses it in a perverted manner. So that abuse of that identity is not just limited to a woman. It, it, it spreads out. It is it, That abuse goes to the woman, it goes to men, it goes to the planet Earth, it goes to all other sentient beings, it goes to himself, it goes to his family, it goes to, spreads in all direction. Right. An individual in that, his radiates that suffering in all directions. He designs his own suffering and suffering of others. You can't not suffer yourself when you make somebody else suffer. It's the law of nature. It's impossible for you to not suffer when you make someone else suffer. You might seem, but when you go in the aloneness of your room and you are alone, even if you're married, you can be with people, but inside of yourself, you are alone. And each and every one of us that, and we have to deal with that. We have to face ourselves in the secrecy, in the silence of who we are. So we have to, as species of a particular of our planet we have to have a discussion which is open and about wholeness and not of this split me versus you and you know this Muslim versus Christian and men versus women and India versus Pakistan and you know America versus Middle East these conversations are old they are not going to lead us to any solution this us versus them mentality we have to come together. We are a species which is in a state of crisis. We are designing our own suffering and we have to ask ourselves, what does it mean to be a human? Not a man or a woman. What does, why? And if I am a member of a species which, is, which expresses itself in a violent manner, that naturally means that I am capable of violence. Like a monkey is capable of being a monkey and a dog is capable of being a dog. We have to address that. And as we address that, the possibility of transcending that potential of violence becomes available to us as a man or a woman. And as we go deep within ourselves as a woman, you naturally rise in that Shakti. Shakti is what? The radiance of consciousness. You become more and more aware, full of vitality, full of compassion, greater sense of meaning, greater sense. And that you can hold the pain and you can still dance in ecstasy. The pain is not, you know, you don't have to feel guilty for celebration of who you are. You don't have to feel guilty to, to, to claim your power. Now you don't need someone else to give you power. You know, that power, which is based on only on external identity, feeds on other people. It needs someone else to be weak for you to be powerful. So that power which comes from inside, that authentic power, that authentic experience of your own self, mm. that does not need anyone to give power to you. That does not need anybody else to be weak. You don't need to feed on anyone else's presence. You don't need to manipulate anyone. You don't need to abuse anyone else. This whole abusive behavior is sign of individuals in crisis. And the external validation is in constant search. Like you're externally just wanting to be acknowledged when really that unity, I mean, going back to yoga again, is where, you know, with, especially with women talking about the Shakti, they're kind of staying in that, I mean, they're awakened, they're acknowledged at the primal um, area, the root chakra I'm, I'm talking about with Shiva being top part, 
the Shakti down below mm -hmm. and then slowly moving up so you recognize your your vibration your frequency as a woman and you know you're gaining that that um, primitive and um, nature which brings that kind of aggressive sometimes with women they kind of go the shakti 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 and as you move further up and burn through that with the unity i'm going for the unity of both of them coming together is where that um that that exists of that kind of explosive nature of unity where you're not constantly searching for that external validation yeah i mean absolutely but i think aggression is not the same thing as the fire, the fierceness. Yeah, yes. so we have to have that distinction. Absolutely. Aggression or anger is a cover for pain, unresolved pain. Okay, so anger is a reaction to unresolved pain, mm. a pain which is not being resolved and is not being healed. We react, we run away from it, and that's where anger is. So naturally as a woman, when she starts to explore that fundamental value of who she is and she starts to draw on that energy, drawing up energy from the root, she has to encounter the pain that she stores up in the first and second chakra, her fundamental identities, the stories she has woven around herself, around her body, her history, whatever you know, she has experienced. She has to face that pain. But if she, when she faces that and she can expand and she can... Uh, allow herself to realize that she's not the story. She's not the narrative. And this pain that she's experiencing is held in love. And that what starts to awaken at the navel center then is that supreme fire, that Agni, right? And that's fierceness, like Kali or, you know, in Tantra we have Chamunda or Durga. This is fierceness. Mm. And that's not aggression. It's fierceness. Yeah. It's relevant action. You see, it's not reaction is relevant action. And sometimes that fire can express, you know, as you roaring like a lion, and sometimes that fire can express with you just giving the deepest hug to someone, you know? So it doesn't have to look a certain way. And it can be a certain presence too, where Absolutely. you just have to walk into a room and people know. Exactly. Um, it's not about, like you say, roaring. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna talk about my experience of it is when I first was like, oh no, you have to be strong and powerful. And I mean, because, you know, I come from that generation which is constantly ambitious and like having to drive and survive. And then I, I, I kept looking at the deities going, hang on, but Dirk is sitting there beautifully on top of the lion, the tiger. Whereas that's more the fierceness. And I think yeah, that I mean, acknowledgement I think, of the fierceness is such a beautiful word rather than just being stomping around. Yeah, like you see, what we call that's, you know, it's a yeah. type A personality disorder. You know, that whole <laughs> it's thing. What? It's a type A personality yeah. disorder. You know, so we have a culture which is pushing people into that hyperactive ego yes. behavior. And we have associated power with a hyperactive, hyperactive ego ego accomplishments mm. and so what we have is fundamentally deeply insecure human beings pretending covering up their deep-rooted insecurities mm. covering it up with a lot of makeup a lot of when i say makeup i'm no, not I talking knew, about I you know, understand yeah. makeup meaning just stories, bs a lot whatever, of stories a lot of cars, identities a lot of masks a lot of 
content. No, I'm fine. Yes, and so they're pushing, (laughs) reacting against this insecurity. And that just comes up as this type A and this push, push, push mentality, this chase, chase, chase mentality. Get get out there, go get it. And this is a hyperactive ego culture. What we are speaking of, the Shakti, that women or men coming to that dimension of themselves, you are very much right when you're saying that that you know that whole symbol of durga just sitting that embodying that power that authentic experience of power that liberates you from inside it liberates you from needing validation from the world it liberates you from fighting against anyone you don't need to fight against because you start to rise up so instead of reacting you are now responding to the need of the hour to the call of your spirit to the call of the mystery what is existence calling you? And so you start to giving that energy. We have to give energy to what is the law. Whatever we want to grow, we have to give that energy. So when we start having using our Shakti in that way, as men, as women, as humans, ultimately, yeah. we start to become part of a life which is much more worth living. You know? And it is natural that when... The divine, the man goes into his divine masculine nature. He has to embrace his feminine nature, and as a woman goes into her feminine nature, she has to embrace her masculine nature, which are not the external societal binary identities of what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a sex. These are all cultural identities created by different cultures. You know what it means to be a man in America, what it means to be a man in, you know, India is different things. Mm. You know, with certain similarities, but a lot of distinctions too. So we have to go beyond that. I think this is something much more intimate to us than these cultural identities. And that's really, you know, in yoga, that's one of the things that we are addressing is really working and facing this energy instead of trying to chase it out, you know, and trying to fight. But we are really claiming that. And that really starts to create a possibility of total transformation in how we live and how we interact and how we see ourselves in the world. And then when you start to awaken that, you are a force to be reckoned with, you know, in your silence. You don't have to make a lot of noise. Just your presence speaks louder than your words. And my master always said, if your presence doesn't work, nothing works. No. It's, it's interesting because, you know, I sometimes use it, um, the experience of seeing somebody who's quiet in the corner of the room is so much more... Um, interesting than someone who's dancing on the table. I mean, the dancing on the table is fun for a bit, whatever they're doing. But um, but the one in the corner who's quiet and so internal has that mystery that you were talking about last time, but also that that seat, um, like sitting on, you know, Durga sitting on the lion, um, that that power. I guess it's, it's just attractive. Also, I just want to go back into once she's moved through that really primitive um, survival, um, you know, self-esteem and then going up into the second chakra, because it's a great way to express the two of them actually joining together. Can you take us through that just as far as the root going into the second chakra, third and then into the heart? You know, root center is your fundamental identity, is Mm. the seat of your ego self, your fractured self and... uh, seat of fear and also the seat of infinite potential. So as you have to deal with that, you have to, you know, going through the Muladhara is you have to face the fears and you really have to face your sense of self. Mm. Who do you think you are? And you have to begin to really acknowledge that and start to go into that you're not the content. 
you are the space in which that content arises mm. you're not the effect but you are the cause you know all that as you have to face at the root center you start to move in the second chakra is where you hold a lot of your childhood issues what your narratives what your relationship your your uh, issues with your yourself as a as a body you know and all of that as you start to refine that naturally the second chakra starts to balancing of this first and second chakra start to give you deep groundedness mm. in yourself you become to be more much more home in yourself the second chakra starts to really open up and your creativity starts to unleash you become more and more free with yourself fluid with yourself the navel center you start to address the now your energy actually as you start to balance these chakras as energy goes to the navel center it is supreme will you know you start to develop that will this kind of authentic confidence i call it mm. it's not loud and it is not uh, nobody you don't need to tell everybody about it <laughs> you know you don't it's it's you just there in it it's it's just being home and that you win kind of you win your own trust mm. you know you know that your ability to be adaptive and you are not resistant to any outcome anymore because you know you are capable infinitely capable mm. you start to awaken that will center and now your energy instead of supporting self destructive thinking process and self destructive behaviors this self sabotaging behavior we start to use this energy our will our attention mm. in an evolutionary manner and as it comes to the heart then we really begin to experience our true love yeah true love you know of who we are this at the heart level is the cosmic consciousness true love is who we are it's not something we get it's not something you fall into these are not rom- nice and romantic words and ideas and concepts but the fundamental truth of love is who you are yeah and that starts to explode in your consciousness in your experience as this experience of shakti as anahata chakra and then it naturally comes to your throat where it, it becomes expressed in your words in your relation in your teaching in the role you play in the world and and you know and the shiva shakti merging at the third eye this in, everything starts to be resolved internally you become a resolved human being right you know you don't need to look for solutions now you know resolutions you resolve yourself your sexually gets resolved your desires start to get resolved your relations start to get resolved your sense of self starts to get resolved you become a self sufficient being yeah. i mean you are ultimately god goddess you know you really begin to realize your godliness you know because that's truly who you are you just have to realize that yeah and there is progressive realization of it you know ever increasing value of your own godly nature god as god you know they're just human words <laughs> the goddess is not just goddess and god is not just god these are human constructs and which are relevant only within a certain parameter hmm? that's beautiful amazing thank wonderful you. thank you